Hello. So this podcast, we're talking about social media and newsletters, and we're talking about what kinds of businesses should use what kind of strategy with social media and newsletters to market their business. And also we talk about why we hate it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Will and America. Happy birthday to you. Woo! It yeah. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. And it was turned America's 30. Birthday. And, and it America was America turned not the same day. 242. 242. I think. I think. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're right. I read that somewhere. <laughs> the internet. In a book. The internet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good 30th. What have you learned in your 30 years of life? Mm. What's your biggest takeaway from your 20s? Such a weird question. What's the biggest takeaway from my 20s? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was in love with you the whole time. Um <laughs> 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 Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. (laughs) That was probably my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Well, the... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to explain why it's funny, and then I realized everyone who's listening to this podcast already knows why that's funny. Both of our mothers. (laughs) And your father. And my father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why... Why does everyone hate social media right now? I don't know, but I am on that bandwagon. It's like... It's I pretty crappy. It. I hate it. I'm so tired of it. I freaking hate it. Um, and I think part of it for me is that I I tend to hate things that I'm told I have to do. And yeah. for my job right now, we have to do social media. Um, yeah. And I just, I'm over it. I just don't, I don't like the direction it's going. How did it start, like, why and yet and why yet were you on wait it to begin though with? and yet yes i spend so much time on instagram scrolling i know scrolling I know. scrolling story 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 <laughs> like swipe 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 i know yeah it's so easy I and I, but i don't thing. feel good about myself when i do it i feel bad about myself and like i'll do it and then i'll be like oh, i just wasted so much time why do you think you do it why do you think i could have been learning a craft your your mind just reflected reflexively goes to Instagram. Oh, I mean, I think it's because Facebook, who owns Instagram and Instagram, have spent billions, billions, if not trillions, of billions. dollars, uh, like uh, learning how to like train me and brain not brainwash me, but like kind of brainwash me into mm-hmm. being addicted to their apps. Like I think they've done a lot of research into the psychology of user behaviors and user habits and how to get people like how to train us so that we do just like click on that little app and we just scroll and they know how to keep us engaged and they know how to mm-hmm. keep us there and they know how to make us want to like just let me just scroll for a few more minutes even though I'm getting nothing out of it. Yeah, but isn't that like like what okay, and I'm just playing the devil's advocate because yes, I agree. Like I hate the fact that my mind just reflexively hits Instagram and I just start scrolling. I feel the same way. I feel like I'm just just crapping my life away when I'm on there. But isn't that sort of the idea of, isn't that, how is that Instagram's fault? I feel like that is a result of like a great business. Wait a second. Should we talk about Black Mirror? (laughs) Oh, maybe. Remember that episode about 
the Which Black one? Mirror episode. I feel like I'm going to just go ahead and say spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen season five of Black Mirror. It's great. I on thought ne- it was a great on season. Netflix. It's, on a Netflix. Good, it's a good show. Yeah. Um, but they did that one episode about the guy. Go- we watched it together, right? Or was that my other husband? Uh, yes. Um, no, I, we watched that one together about he wanted to get in touch with like the Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, guy. basically it was Mark Zuckerberg, but he yeah. had a different name and it was played by the guy who plays Eric Foreman on that 70s show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because and he, his big complaint is like, why did you make this so addictive? And yeah. he was complaining about it. Yeah. Oh, I, won't, I won't say why he was. Because well, he, he had a yeah. major life crisis. Crisis. Yeah. That was but, caused by him checking his his basically Facebook in an inopportune moment. And it totally destroyed his life and other people's lives. And it was a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. His wife died in a car accident. Again, because this is he, all a TV show. Yeah. Because he like checked his, Instagram. he got a he got a notification. He got a ding. Yeah. And so he pulled it up to see who had commented on his photo or responded to his comment on a photo or something. Yeah. And his, his, I think it was his fiance, but his partner mm-hmm. died. Yeah. And he, Ended up kidnapping a, not a Facebook, Facebook employee, employee, but, but it, whatever. Essentially the, a Facebook employee. The Facebook of this TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought that provided like a good dialogue of the back and forth and probably a real dialogue where like people are upset that they're addicted to this device, right. this app. But We're not all like at, upset at enough the, to kidnap people and hold them ransom. But I think yeah. I'm upset. But like like I just said, I don't like the fact that I wake up in the morning and automatically I want to scroll Instagram. Yeah. Like it's a habit I would like to break myself of or going to bed at night or just like sit. I mean, sitting in the car. Like, it, like yeah. it's just not he- like it doesn't it's, feel good or healthy. I don't like yeah. it. And I blame... I mean, but also, I don't think it was like I, I don't think the this Mark Zuckerberg type in the TV show. I think he, they did a good job of explaining his viewpoint. I don't think that they intended for it to be like this. This is just the natural evolution of what comes from a piece of software like this, like connected software. Right. And here's my ish. Here's my big ish with social media. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Say it again. Um. The reason that social media was originally created, like think back to the original, the Facebook, if you will, um, the Facebook. Facebook.com. And the point of it was not to meet new people. That's Tinder. That's what you use dating apps for. It wasn't to, you know, sell things to people, which is what we yep. use it a lot for now with ads. It was literally just to stay connected with your friends, people you already knew, people who were already yeah. in your circle. It was a way to connect with them virtually so that we have another place that we can interact. We can interact in person. We can interact online. And that was what social media was for. It was for, you know, sharing your life with people you were already connected to. Yeah. And today, especially with marketing, with using social media with marketing, a lot of people have the idea, and I will say the mistaken idea, that they want to use social media to interact with new people and get them to buy things. And yeah. like, that's just not what social media was created for. That's what we use it a lot for now. And I think that's why, I honestly think that's why they've had to do so much research and so much work to make it so addictive because what we got on there for was the human connection. I don't think many of us are getting that anymore. So no. they had to find other reasons to keep us on because the way they make money is with ads. Yeah. And oh, well, we're not I mean, going to be on there if we're sure. not, you know, there, we... Yeah. They want to keep us on so that they can keep getting money from their advertisers and yeah. keep making money. Those um, greedy bastards. You're making it really hard for me to turn this into a conversation about how small businesses can do well on Instagram by doing ads. 
Oh, well, so they can. a very negative picture here. You um, can. That's my point. <laughs> is it good for the world? Maybe not. Maybe not. But hey, you can make but a, hey, you can make, a you quick can make money. <laughs> Get on it quick, kids. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, and this is why to be to be perfectly transparent with you, this is why I don't like uh, social media, and this is why I still struggle with, you know, finding the right way to help our clients with it. So, in in the Rin world. Ren's opinion. This is Ren's opinion. I want to. Can we get a sound for that? Like a yeah. sound. Ring. Ren's opinion. For Ren's opinion, we're going to ask Ren what is the right way to use social media for a small business? I think that the right way to use social media is first and foremost authentically. I think that. What does that mean? I feel like that word's been thrown around. Well, and, too and, much right and now. here's what I mean by that. Like, if you're just totally hands off on your social media and handing it off to someone else to create, and post and engage with your audience, it's probably not authentic. You're probably not being authentic. Yeah, right. I think that's a good, um, good even point. Even if you give someone all the direction in the world, I want you to use this type of imagery and this type of tone of voice. There are reasons to do that. There it's are hard. good reasons as yeah. a business owner to do that. Um, Most small business owners aren't probably there. I don't like it personally on a lot of levels, but I think, you know, you want to use it authentically and you want to use it to stay in touch with the people that you're already connected with, people who have already bought from you, used your product, whatever, who want to stay in your sphere, who like what you did. Yeah. They think, you know, your product, your service, whatever was cool, interesting, engaging. They enjoyed the experience. They enjoy the pro- whatever it is and they want to stay connected in some way. So that's one reason. I think the thing that when it comes to your marketing, um, the other reason why you want to have a social media presence if you're a small business, for some small businesses, again, some can just just like go for it. Do ads, like do the whole thing, sell sure. on social media. Totally depends on what kind of, we, we can talk about that in a second. But I'm talking about for a lot of the small business owners that we work with who aren't necessarily trying to sell directly on social media. They're not trying to get you to like buy straight from the internet. They're just trying to... Yeah you know, have a presence out there. Right. And the reason that you want to have a presence on social media, as opposed to selling on social media, the reason you want to have a presence is one, like I said, to stay connected with people who are in your tribe. And the other reason is so that when someone in your tribe refers you to someone else and says, Hey, I know a great business coach, business coach, you should check him out. Um, they go and that's what people are going to do. They're not going to. They're not going to call you if someone refers you to someone else. That person that they have referred you to is not going to just pick up the phone and call you. They're going to probably check out your website, and they're probably going to check out your like Facebook, Instagram, maybe yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. So let's Twitter. let's use a quick example. I'm just going to pull two names out of my hat. Uh, Chip and Lisa. Okay. Chip and Lisa. So Chip has a good experience getting his website built. They sound like nice people. They, they're very nice people. Like an all-American. Very nice people. Um, Chip has waspy. got his web... <laughs> waspy. A little waspy. A little waspy. But um, nice people. But nice. Chip has his website built by Otis. Okay? He loves it. He thinks it's great. So he tells Lisa, a good friend of his, they've been friends for a long time. Sleeping he, together for most of that time. <laughs> Uh, Your mom would okay. kill me. I can't say that. You have to edit that oh, out. Oh, I don't know if I will. That's okay. <laughs> you have to Here edit we it go. Out. Chip, Chip and Lisa are Will's parents, by the way. Yeah, Chip and Lisa. <laughs> Who have are my been parents. very happily married for almost thirty-five. This is their thirty-fifth yeah, anniversary. I know for I a long time. 
Yeah. Really long time. Um, September 15th is their anniversary. (laughs) Before we go totally ADD on this. Uh, So Chip has his website built with Otis. Mm -hmm. He recommends Lisa get her website built with Otis. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is Lisa isn't necessarily going to go pick up the phone and call Otis. Lisa is going to do some research. She's going to check on Instagram, look at Otis's Instagram. She's going to look at Otis's website. She's going to look at... Yeah, Otis's there's LinkedIn, like a solid Facebook. chance that yeah. anyone who is referred to you is going to look at almost almost for sure your website, and there's a solid chance that they're also going to look at your social media. Yeah. Whatever social medias they use are probably what they're going to look for you on. So if they use Instagram a lot, they might search for your Instagram. If they use Facebook a lot, they might search for your Facebook page. Yep. And the reason that you want to have a presence is so that when they find your pages, they're not like, oh, this person has two posts. Yeah. Like, are they a real business? Do they care? Or do I they mean, quit? so... You know, first of all, they're looking to see, like, are you actually, like, do you do anything? <laughs> are you present? Are you there? Yeah. Um, but also, past that, if you want to really make an effort and you have good, authentic, relevant content, then they can start to get a feel for, okay, what would it be like to work with this person? Do they align with what I'm looking for in a web developer or whatever? Do you sure. Know what, what are their thoughts on web development design? Yeah, they can start Best following. case scenario, they start to really buy into your brand of of mm-hmm. thinking and doing business and they want to buy from you even more. Yeah. So they're already like warm when they do call you yeah. or email you. So concisely put, Ren's opinion is social media should be for validating that you're a real business. Yeah. Well, giving yourself some credibility, like a real credibility. Business and also that's a better like word. A good credibility. Business. That sort I mean, of, that's the point of social media. It's not to sell. Well, for a lot of it depends. It depends. Um, our favorite answer. It depends. For a lot of our clients who are small businesses that are a lot of them are service-based business like professional services, so like you said like coaches, uh, yeah, contractors, architects, lawyers, chiropractors. Um these kinds of people. Yeah. These people. These people. Um, those people. A lot of them they're not trying to necessarily get you to buy online like they're not like their sales process usually goes something like at some point you give them a call or you shoot them an email and go back and forth or you fill out an onboarding form something and then they come up with a kind of a customized quote and scope of work for you yeah um there's usually not like a purchase now button involved necessarily um although sometimes those people but anyway so let's call that a loosely packaged service or product loosely packaged Gotta stay loose. Gotta stay loose. So this is a loosely packaged something in Ren's terminology is something that has a scope of work attached to it, basically. The price isn't set. A custom scope of work. A price isn't necessarily set. Mm -hmm. A timeline isn't necessarily set from from the onset. You can't hit the purchase button on the page because you have to get a custom price, custom quote. And this, like you were saying, this would be architects or a website. I mean, when people say, Hey, can you build me a website? How much will it cost and how fast can you do it? Thousand questions we would need to ask. I mean, I would need a lot more information before I could give you that answer. So if I just said, Hey, we sell websites. That's a loosely packaged service. Yeah. And you're saying those, those people, people with those types of services for social media, they do best doing uh, more like credibility building. Having a presence. Having a presence online. Like your goal with social media, in my opinion, is to have a relevant social media presence, which the two goals of that are stay connected with your current tribe 
Yep. Stay in front of them, stay in touch with them, yep, yep. keep top of mind with them, and um, look credible when that word of mouth refer or when you get referred or when, you know, if you're doing mm. some other kind of marketing, people run into your marketing and mm-hmm. they want to check you out, like look credible and relevant. I think that's good. When people scope you out because okay. they will, they will scope you out. Now talk to me about group B. These, this is the group that can sell online, mm-hmm. that can sell directly online. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Who are these people? Who are these people? What do you seek? What is your quest? What is the average lens feed of an African... Uh, Swallow. Every, uh, yeah. Monty um, Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. So, I, and also I should caveat this. I'm, this is Ren's opinion. Ring! Ren's opinion! Are never fact-checked or deeply researched at all. They're simply oh. opinions, and there's probably a lot of room for... Take them with a handful of salt. A handful of pink Himalayan a, salt a because cup. it's... Better for salt. you. It has more nutrients and will do better things for your body yeah, than table yeah. salt. Um, it's better for the earth, too. It's actually not. It's worse for the earth. Oh, really? But it's better for us, yeah. Um, so, yeah, because they mine it from the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the mm-hmm. second group, and I might think of another third or fourth group as we talk. I don't know. But the second group are people who have tightly packaged products. Ooh. They keep it I like that. So we have loosely packaged... It's almost like we talked about this before. Yeah. So they're loosely packaged products and tightly packaged products. Mm -hmm. So what's a tightly packaged product? Um, So a tightly packaged product is something that you could put up a landing page and tell people exactly what you sell, exactly how much it costs, exactly how long it's going to take you to like deliver the service if it's a service or for them to get the product if it's a product um, and exactly what the process is for... The and the landing page is sort of, it's web nerd speak for just a web page. Yeah, it could also be a brochure. It could be a brochure. A flyer. Um, but basically, so a loosely packaged product is, uh, can you build me a website? Yes, but I need to understand. I need More to ask you a ton doing. of questions. I'll put together a custom quote for you. Yeah. The timeline will depend on this, this, and that. Sometimes even blah, blah, the blah. payment method needs um, to be custom. You need to create like a, a financing plan. Or, right, yeah. right. A tightly packaged product would be, if you click here by now, you, we will send you a, a video tutorial on how to build a website in a day. Boom. And it costs it cost this much. It costs $1,000. You, you will be able to build it in 24 hours. It will be delivered to your inbox immediately. Yeah. It's a you serious, pay with you know. credit card. Well, you know. Or. That, well, that's not like a prerequisite for a tightly packaged product. Because it could also but, be well, like. Well, my point is like there is a specific way you pay. Mm-hmm. Like you pay this way. It's right. not you just get in touch with us and we'll figure out right. the payment method. Right. And so that's, you know, different, like your business or your industry doesn't necessarily, like just because I'm this industry doesn't mean I have to have a loosely or tightly packaged product. It depends yeah. on your business and your business yeah. model. So even for um, a, a contractor, mm-hmm. like, most of their work is probably going to be more loosely packaged. Like they're going to have to do a lot of custom work to figure out like if they're doing like a remodel on your house, let's say, um, they're gonna have to do a lot of work about that, but they could put together a product that's like, get, um, get a, like a quote in a day. Like, I don't know, like something where, you know, you purchase it, they send you a, a survey, walk you through this thing. Like it costs you X amount of money. And at the end of that, you get, um, 
a quote and plans maybe. I don't know. Sure. Like something like that. I don't know. That was maybe a bad example. Contracting is seems like a really hard Yeah. <laughs> seems like a hard job to do that with. Um, but an interior designer, one of the interior designers we work with actually has a package called designer for a day yeah. and you pay, I can't remember how much it is, but a set amount and she will come and work with you for a day. Like she'll spend a day with you redesigning a specific room in your house, going shopping with you to pick out new items for it and putting it all together. Yeah. And you know exactly how much it costs, you know how long it's going to take. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Boom. Designer in a day. I she like also it. does other projects that are much more. And custom and larger in scope. So you don't... And, and do I think we're, we're sort of like, there's a, some obvious examples in here, like online stores, like a boutique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obvi- like, like yeah, those like, types of stores. Like, like uh, sell online. And toothpaste. Instagram, yeah, like selling toothpaste. If you sell toothpaste, it costs like nine ninety nine. dollars That's yeah. a lot for toothpaste, huh? Yeah. Well, it depends on what kind of toothpaste. <laughs> the last time you bought toothpaste. <laughs> I know. Organic. Um, as you say, I think I did just buy his toothpaste. For ten dollars. Well, it was on sale for six ninety nine. That's <laughs> terrible. But it was really good. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, oh my gosh! Have been that much. I don't know. I'm uh, not good with. I don't know. I think we said on episode one, people, the listeners are gonna help us and listen to us struggle financially through <laughs> our discussion because here. I'm buying expensive toothpaste now you know the root of our any financial struggles that we might have this is very expensive toothpaste um but no something where you see an ad on facebook it's like hey here's this toothpaste it'll whiten your teeth 10 shades whatever you click it it's like oh this costs 6.99 but by now now we're talking about an ad though so right but you can have an ad because it's a tightly packaged oh okay got it so that product is yeah incredibly tightly packaged um, yeah. yeah. So that's the big difference is, so that's where social media is helpful and that's where it's not. I think a lot of people get twisted up in that. I think yeah, that's sort well, of Yeah, well, and a lot of people just want to start running ads and it's hard to just run ads. Like you need something very specific that you're either selling or asking people to do. You can also run yeah. ads to get people to sign up for an email newsletter, list, yeah. email campaigns, sure. stuff like that. Um, and then try to upset. But even then... If you're going to try to upsell them, it's it's a lot easier to sell someone something, especially someone you don't know, someone that you bump into online through advertisements. Mm-hmm. A lot easier to sell them something very clear cut. This is how much it costs, very tightly packaged. This is how you get it. Yeah. This is when you get it, blah, blah, blah. Then it is to get them to pay for, hey, just give me a call and we'll, or to, you know, purchase through just like, give me a call and we'll create a custom scope of work. We'll talk about and I something. would say it's also not good for you as a business owner because you'll get a lot of people. Just spammy people. Well, and people who like might think they want something, but then you put, you spend, you know, two or three hours, four hours putting together a proposal for them and you send it over and it comes back like, wow, that's like not, I had $10 to spend and you just sent me a proposal for (laughs) $10,000. Like what? And that's what happens when you try to use primarily ads to sell something with a custom scope of work. Well, do you feel like this framework fits in, uh, in with, newsletters as well because a lot of people want to do newsletters i think newsletters Um, are a good thing to do i think they are too i think they're really good to do but i'm i've i'm sort of stuck on where and i think it it might be in the same thing like sort of credibility building or information sharing i don't know where does the benefit come back to small business owners um i think it's similar well 
it's similar to the first goal of uh, having a social media presence, which mm. is you stay in front of your tribe. Yeah. Um, you stay connected to the people who have bought from you before. And, and theoretically, these are people who have voluntarily given you, and they, well, I shouldn't say theoretically, they should be people who yeah. have voluntarily given you their email address and agreed to be on your newsletter list, not people who you have somehow acquired their yeah, email you didn't buy a list or surreptitious methods. Yes. Um, so these are people who are interested in you and what you have to say to some extent anyway. Um, yeah. And you're basically just staying in front of them. Okay, again, Ren's opinion. Should you sell on a newsletter? Should you put like a direct sell for a loosely packaged product on a newsletter? Mm. Mm. I haven't thought about this before, so I'm just going to wing this. Yeah, that's why, that's why I caveated it with Ren's opinion. Um, so here's the thing about newsletters. Theoretically, anyone who is receiving your newsletter and hasn't unsubscribed and has given you their email address has done so because they want to hear from you. And Mm -hmm. again, for a lot of our clients, their newsletters are primarily going out to a lot of past clients, like a lot of their past customers. Um, So let's assume that your newsletter list is a pretty highly curated list of people who actually know you like you want to hear from you. Sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know that it's... I I think if if you are offering a new product, like you've just developed a new product that you want to tell people about, or, you know, you have something that's like relevant in this, like, Oh, you know, time for, uh, what, what's a good example. If you're a chiropractor, like, um, it's time for a spring, spring adjustment. Like it's spring, spring your spine forward. I don't know. Um, spring your spine. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, terribly painful. Yeah, don't do that, actually. Uh, don't do anything close to that. No. Um, and if you do, I know a chiropractor. There we go. It's me. That's what the newsletter would say. Um, not me. I'm not a, <laughs> I was going anyway. to say. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> no, but I, I think I would say that the primary, if, if all the content is, if all it is is like a, hey, buy this, or hey, I have this new product, buy it, or something like that, then that's like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do that too often, honestly, yeah. to your newsletter list because that's a sales email. That's not a newsletter. Yeah. There is a difference. And there's a difference in newsletters and email campaigns. Yeah. There's a difference. So for your newsletter, I don't think it's bad to like at the bottom or somewhere, you know, have, you know, products or services that you can mm-hmm. buy or click to a landing page on your website, a page on your website to learn more about and then buy or book and an how, appointment or whatever. And here's the the ever-present question with newsletters. How much content should go into a newsletter? And written content. Hmm. Ren's opinion. <laughs> no, I want my... Do the whole thing. Ren's opinion. It's changing. It's evolving. I know. Um, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I can't believe you made me do that for that answer. <laughs> garbage. No, it does. It depends. I, I would say you want at least one interesting thought and you should expound on it at least a bit, whatever that means to you Mm -hmm. as the writer of the newsletter content or the one who's paying someone to write the newsletter content. Either way. Um, You know, I don't think I, I personally think that you shouldn't do too much content on a newsletter because honestly people probably don't care that much or want to read that much. Um, and I, I'm sure there are some instances in which I'm wrong, especially, I mean, and this is not if you're doing a paid 
subscription for a newsletter. Yeah. I'm not talking about that at all. There are some people who are like, pay me $10 a month and once a week I'll send you emails about, I mean, you do one of those. Yeah. About tech. Yeah, yeah. Or tech. Apple or something. And you want those to be as long as possible because you're... Well, not as long as possible, but like... You want like a good I bit want of them to be dense, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want And that's content. not necessarily the same thing if you're like a, a family dentist who's just like keeping in touch with their patients. Like people don't yeah. necessarily want to read all the latest and Yeah, dental, <laughs> dental. healthcare. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, I would err on the side of making it less it's interesting because the the problem isn't for a news isn't the same as social media it's still like you're consuming this content online and inboxes also have that um whatever it's called like people don't really like their inboxes because it's just like people just give them other people's giving you to do's basically um but still i feel like there's a bit of a difference with social media and newsletters yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, if you think about the internet, like mm. you think about the real world, the physical world, I should say. Mm. The internet is a real world as well. Um, it is. There are people you interact with at work, in the office, and there are people you interact with, you know, at the bar. Yeah. Or at wherever it is that you choose the country club, the your church, wherever mm-hmm. it is you hang out socially. Um, and like what's okay and what's appropriate from people changes based on like where you're interacting with them. And honestly, even the same person, if you're with them in the office versus with them in your home or at the bar, what's okay and what's appropriate differs even based on your location. And I kind of think that social media and your email are the same thing or similar in that way. Like what I would want to see and expect and respond to in my inbox is different than what I would want to see and respond to and expect on my social media feed. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not correlating it to like your inbox is work and social media is fun. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, it's just not true, but it is different. It's just different. That's really interesting. That's a good analogy. Yeah. And that's why I think, yeah, I, I like newsletters. And my other thing about newsletters is, um, again, like theoretically, if you're sending out a newsletter, it's to people who have chosen to give you their email address. No, and they know what that means. But wouldn't you you say the same thing with social media, people who have chosen to follow you? Yes, but it's still different somehow. It is different. I'm not sure. I know. I feel like giving an email address, there's just... A little bit more friction, a little bit more work in doing that than hitting the follow button on Instagram. Right. Or Facebook. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, here's here's another question. Why does everyone feel like they need to do social media and newsletters? Because everyone else is doing it. And we're all well, that doesn't, we're subject yeah. to groupthink. Well, this, <laughs> we're followers. Why? We're sheep. Well, bah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we are. No, I mean, we are. That is why. Because I, I see a lot of companies doing it, a lot of companies doing it poorly, mm-hmm. and I know it's not producing them results. So wh- why haven't, like, market corrections fixed that? Well, I mean, first of all, they sort of have. 
there was a point in time where you could get a lot of bang for your buck with paid ads or social ads. Yeah. Um, no longer the case. Yeah. Now you have to pay a lot of money if you want to be impactful with advertising. Um, I, I, th- I mean, I don't know why. I think part of the reason is because it's like free, air quotes yeah. free. Um, small business owners, or just I should say business owners. It's not necessarily only small business owners. We see this with medium and like, large, yeah. And yeah, usually by the time you get to be a large, lar- like an like a corporation, like an really actual pay corporation for it. Yeah, you have a team that's like, you know, telling you what's what. Your social team. Um, but I think a lot of these people don't really market. Like their marketing strategy has always been to do a good job and get referrals and get word of yeah. mouth. You know, start with their circle of people they know and get and it grows from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how a lot of people. That's how. That's a great. That's not a bad. I'm not saying that's bad. That's a good marketing strategy for a lot of businesses, depending on your goals and how big you want to get and what your industry is. Blah blah blah. Um, word of mouth marketing, hey, it's great. Um, I think a lot of people feel like if you're not someone who's done a lot of research into like you don't have like a marketing team or a marketing strategy in place or anything like that, you're just like, well, I should be doing social media though. Like I know yeah. that. I know that much. Yeah. Like common knowledge suggests that I yeah. should be on social media Somehow. to promote my business. And and it's really fascinating that all of our clients, no matter what age they are, and I'm talking from like 20s, like our age and younger, to like 60s and 70s. Like when we start working with them and they want social media, they say with such conviction, like, well, I know I should be on social media. I know I should be. Yeah. And I'm like, really? How do you know that? Who told Mm. you that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, you you probably should be, but like, why are you so convinced about it? Are, are, in a way, are we saying that? Like you should be on one or two social medias, do them well, just so you have that credibility. Like that, it, is it um, becoming like a necessity to be able to have that I credibility? Actually, I don't know. I'll push back. I'll bite. Um, push back. I think if you're not going to do it well, it's better to just not do it at all. Mm. You do have to have a website. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah. You must have a website. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because we build websites. Call if us. If you need at, one, call us. Yeah. Um, 703-964-6543. Um, yeah, I, I I think you're, we live in an age where you just have to have a website, but I don't know that you absolutely have to have social media. I think there's a lot of good reasons to have a presence. Like I said, maybe not, but a presence could mean that you, you post once a week or you post every, once every other week Mm -hmm. and it's good content when you do post, but it doesn't have to be every day. And it doesn't mean that you're investing in ads and it doesn't mean that you're engaging in a hashtag strategy or a like, unlike follow, unfollow, you know, strategy, any of that stuff. It could just mean that you, so that when someone does go, like I said, when someone refers you and that person who you've been referred to or who has been referred to you, you got referred from, yeah, checks out your social media. It's like, okay, there's there and there is something. It's even worse. I mean, it's worse for them to go to your social media and be like, oh, you posted twice since 2015. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, it's the same with like blogs on someone's website. Yeah, but at least blogs are a little hidden. Yeah. Like they're usually not the first thing you see. So yeah. Like, you at least have that. I don't know. Grace that's. Period. But yeah, that's no, I agree. Thing. If you're not going to do a blog consistently, don't put it on your website. Yeah. Put it somewhere else. So consistency is sort of like the key here. 
Sure. If you need there to be a key. I need there I need there to be a key. It's consistency. I can't. I need there to be a key. Thank you for asking, Will. The key to all of this is uh, consistency. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um well that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> this That's was just wonderful. I think this was this helps me get a little better understanding of So the question skill. I think for us. Yes. Do you think how do you think we should be offering social media to our clients? That is a great question for us. Um, I think we need to tightly package social media. Um, I think, like you said, offering something that's like multiple... I, I think the only thing we can offer in the social media realm based on this conversation is a credibility package. That it's like we can help you sustain uh, a semblance of credibility on social media so if someone searches for you. So we can do that. We can also do an ad strategy if you have a tightly packaged product. But like you said, if you're going to be posting like every day, if that's going to be a main channel for you of where you're interacting with your customers, that probably needs to be the business owner or someone within the business or managing that. that they hire actually executing. Yeah. You can hire someone and I would recommend that you hire someone if you are going to pursue selling on Facebook Whatever. or Instagram yeah. or on social media or even through like pay-per-click on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to try to sell that way uh, and that's going to be like your strategy, then I would yeah. definitely recommend that if you don't have someone internally who's an expert in it, that you hire an external digital marketing strategist yeah. to help you like create a direction to go in and create yeah. a strategy and then have someone on your internal team. We should have execute. Hannah on here. We need <gasps> to get Hannah on great. here. Hannah is a digital marketing expert. Well, she's a, no, she's specifically a social, social media, media expert. expert. Social She did social media for Keith Urban. Keith Urban. She did Keith Urban social media. Huh? What's his, what's she had his to have songs? a pseudonym. You know, she had to have like a fake name on her account because she was like, like fans are so intense. Like if they even knew who her real name was, people might be showing up at like her house and be stalking her on her real account and all that. She had to create a fake Facebook account to manage Keith Urban stuff. I wonder how Facebook felt about that. They really don't yeah. like fake accounts. Yeah, well, it was active. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know if they cared that how much. How interesting though. Mm-hmm. Keith Urban. What's mm-hmm. one of his big songs? Uh, all I can think of is Highway Don't Care. And he just, all he does in that one is go, Highway Don't Care. Is that with someone? Oh, wait, no, that he doesn't even sing that. He just plays the guitar. <laughs> no, he, he's in it. It's Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, and Taylor you know Swift. Nothing. But I yeah, think, I was going to say, I feel like Keith Taylor Urban, Swift is in it. But I don't know. Wait, no, maybe he does sing Highway Don't Care. Okay, this I is what know. we're going to do. I'm going to look up a Keith Urban song. Just... So we don't totally embarrass Hannah. She's also my cousin. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, fill, fill, the, fill the silence as I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> da, 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 hey, do, 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 do. But yeah, Hannah actually, and Hannah, another reason I would love to interview her is because she just took the plunge and quit her day job and is going full time on her own business. Um, yeah. Doing consulting for, for other businesses on their oh, yeah. social media strategies. The fighter. I don't know that one. Oh, somebody like you. 
Um, uh, keep going. Um, we'll have to have Hannah on here. I swear I used to listen to country music growing up. Yeah, I don't know if you ever did. You don't even know any Keith Urban songs. Pick like an older one. No. You know what? I'm going to make you do the research. Okay, that's fair. And I'm not going to no, do it. So. No, probably not. Yeah. With that, we love y'all. Some of you. I mean, Some love is a, it's a strong word. <laughs>